Hi everyone, so you are listening to the audio version of the first podcast by Travel with Hassan. If you want to see the full video of this audio podcast, please go to the YouTube channel of Travel with Hassan. Now, enjoy the rest of podcast. Thank you. So, uh, welcome to the first podcast of Travel with Hassan. Today I am hosting this show and this is my first podcast and today with me is my co-host, Mr. Numan Amsimov. Okay, so today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, on my right side, this is Simo. He's a, my really good friend and my classmate and uh, he's doing uh, his master in biomedicine. And our second guest is... Our second guest is Muhammad Asan Qureshi. He is a PhD in Social Sciences. And he is joining us today, especially he traveled to Tam- from Tambre to Kyopio. So, Asan, welcome to our first podcast. Thank you. Okay, so the topic of our podcast is a very familiar and very common issue that is being faced by the foreigners these days. And that is social and cultural integration and social. Uh, okay, so we are gonna talk about the social integration, cultural integration, and cultural shock. Because um, to be honest, I am being honest today. When I came, uh, when I arrived in Finland, this was a total cultural shock for me because the culture here is very different as compared to what we have in Pakistan. So. My first question from you, because you both belong to different fields um, and you are from Finland as well. So your opinion is also very uh, important uh, value for us to know. So how would you define what our culture is for you? What the culture for me is uh, established practices and traditions exhibited by certain ethnic groups that mm-hmm. uh, in time immersion manifest by mm-hmm. as certain practices. All right. And uh, Muhammad Essen Qureshi, being a, a scientist, what is your definition of culture? Well, again, I, I can give a very academic definition, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's useful. I completely agree with what you said, except that I wouldn't mark it as a form of ethnic expression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So I wouldn't term it as you know something that evolves out of some sort of ethnic commonality, uh, but more of a geography, more of a society, and it eventually becomes into as you said, mm-hmm. forms of mores, forms of habits, forms of rituals that are continued through generations that carry some sort of meaning, some sort of narration, some sort of message from one generation to another. And I do uh, agree with that as well. And I partially concede with the ethnic part, but I do think that the ethnicity is also important. All right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. So um, that is very interesting to know that how you guys define the culture. Uh, so uh, I, as far as I know, uh, cultural integration is a structured process, and it takes effort from the government, from the system, from the people to integrate the minorities and the other people who are coming as a foreigners, as a students or um, planning to live here, to integrate them in the society. So being a, a Finnish native person, what do you think that Finland is doing up to mark um, 
uh, things or steps to integrate the foreigners or minorities into the Finnish society? That is actually a very difficult question mm. because I haven't personally followed these uh, uh, integrative steps that the Finnish government takes place. I have seen many uh, not so positive examples how uh, government does it, uh, especially for certain like immigrants and refugees, uh, like some children's songs or giving very super superficial introduction what our culture is and means. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, uh, if we give a certain more in-depth and meaningful examples like the closeness with nature and being outside uh, along with nature that could be more beneficial but uh, I'm sorry that I cannot give a better explanation mm-hmm. so might be I can rephrase this part for you and make it easy uh, do you have some good friends as Roman is one of your very good friends uh, and you might have come across with other foreigners as well Uh, so if I put it simply, um, what would you think that these people who came as a foreigners, they have integrated well and uh, can you consider them to be a part of Finnish society or they are still not, um, uh, they are still in the segregated groups and they, they cannot be um, included as one unit, you know, what I'm, I'm trying to say. Can I add something to that? Yeah, That's please. a very good question. So. How would you define cultural integration through your experiences and everything? Um, for me, uh, the aspect of culture, as it is tied along partially with society, mm-hmm. uh, the nation, and certain base as well with uh, ethnicity. Uh, it a little bit hurts me to say this, but um, immigrants cannot ever be completely integrated mm-hmm. in the society. And it is also because uh, with their own ethnicity and their uh, own experience, what they consider mm-hmm. themselves as their own, mm-hmm. as how I experience what I consider as my own. Yeah. And uh, that's why this idea of cultural integration will never be complete, but I do believe, believe that the people that immigrate here, nevertheless, can be uh, productive members of our society. Yeah, okay. So do you want me to continue with this? Yeah, please. So um, I, I think cultural integration is not and should not be the job of the government. Mm. I think it comes through your personal choice, your personal evolution as a family. As we go from one generation to another, you let go of a few things and you adapt a few things and you form this new hybrid mutant culture of sorts, right? And that's what makes sense to you. That's what makes life easier for you. Mm-hmm. The problem with, culture, with, with the term cultural integration is this, that it basically dismantles and discards the very hip word multiculturalism because it's actually an attack onto that. And it's, it's basically... It's, a, it's basically... Forcing in monoculturalism. Mm. The correct melting pot. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Because if 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 you want, because that's not going to be a good way to sell yourself, especially in this new, very trendy world that we're living in. That we want you to forget your culture and sort of adapt our culture, but that, but that's the problem, right? 
Um, I think I've spoken to Hassan about this before. Yeah. The the biggest problem with the methods of choosing of governments with cultural integration is the, is this is this misconception and I, I love Eric you already you 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 not Eric sorry. You already touched upon this, which was fascinating. The the methods that the government starts these days is this. So if Naman is coming in to Finland and I want you to culturally integrate, and hmm. I'm, I'm just using these very uh, precise metaphors here. If I I'm if I want you to adapt, I sort of assume that your culture is what? It's the clothes that you're wearing, right? Yeah. And I can maybe eventually convince you that you need to just let go of this and wear my clothes. But the problem with that is that your culture is not the clothes. Your culture is your skin. So I can keep changing the clothes onto you, but the culture remains because that's a narration that you bring with you. Exactly. That's a narration that makes you live and understand the world around you. Yeah. So there's literally no way that you can have someone lose their culture and become part of another culture. No. The only yeah. way that happens is that they themselves choose. Exactly. Okay, I don't like this or okay. I don't like how my parents acted this way, so you know I'm going to change and I'm going to be a different parent to my children. Sorry. Yeah. Uh that's a very good point that you have raised. Uh but my question here is um do you think that if you socially integrate into let's say finnish culture and you can also uh, your culture can coexist with the finnish culture absolutely yeah so 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 so, so, so that's two different terms yeah. right because mm-hmm. i i perfectly believe that there has to be and there will be social integration that's how society works it mm-hmm. has to be cohesive but i do not believe in cultural integration because i don't think that happens mm. the only way for a society to exist with all of these different mm. you know flavors and tastes of people is yeah. that everyone is allowed to live you know according to their cultural definitions those are very interesting points and in my perspective when it comes to culture and biology i believe that culture and biology live in a constant co-evolution so, mm. that uh, coexist and co-affect each other and when it comes to these governmental organizations that want to do these kind of integrated things they throw the biology out of the window absolutely and what worries me because it then um, uh, utilizes then these integrated practices on new immigrants but it also affects the native population mm-hmm. because uh, the immigrants in many ways uh, don't see their surrounding society and surrounding people as their own but they are coerced to experience that they have you have to feel so that they are mm-hmm. your own and same goes with the native population mm-hmm. and if anyone objects there may be a hell to pay as well mm-hmm. uh, which worries me in many ways because uh, especially with finnish people we are very grumbling type we don't necessarily always like to say things out loud but when we are all alone or among of each other then we kind of silently greet our teeth and mm-hmm. uh, let it be and it's kind of like this uh, <clears throat> pressure that builds up or yeah. and it creates this tension between different ethnicities different people and again that's not productive in my opinion is in some way uh, a new colonialism 
that affects everyone. Oh, that's a fascinating mm, book. That's a very and that's precise actually, thing that you said. This has actually been worked on recently as well because this is called oh. the neo-colonialism. So you need mm. to read up on this. You know, mm. Yeah, uh, I've seen certain examples of this neo-colonialism by certain non-governmental organizations that are funded by governments and corporations that strive to put all the people in this single basket that we are all one, one people, yeah. mm -hmm. no differences at all, and everyone can be anything they want and identity can be bought. But, 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 but isn't it a problem then? <clears throat> so we're in this one building, right? And you have your own way of living, obviously, a whole Finnish way of living, and you're more inclined towards having your space and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I come and live in, you know, the, the apartment next to you and I'm more communal and, you know, I've, I've always invited neighbors over and, you yeah. know, take the food over, right? Uh, when, when we're living in this setting and there's these opposites, right? I mean, I would be just rushing in to meet you and you sort of want me to stay back. How, how, would, we, how, how would we cater to that if not for the government to intervene and sort of bring both of us somewhere in between? Mm, one thing that... Um there are some people may think maybe the more libertarian types that uh, government's main role is just to keep the peace. And maybe that is the, perhaps the first steps that uh, what are the most efficient, way, efficient ways to keep the peace, but also uh, ensure that these communities, if need be, cooperate in a productive manner. Yeah, yeah. And I think the most efficient ways at first is to establish boundaries. Okay. Many people are afraid that this kind of parallelism uh, can again juxtapose you know, communities and maybe make them act against each other. But if we can establish goodwill and separate people in a way that they are not uh, forced and coerced to cooperate but co cooperate of their own will, mm -hmm. I can feel that that could be much more productive in long term. It will yeah. be a slow process, but this yes, we want everything immediately, anyways. Yeah, but won't that result into some sort of <clears throat> class system or, or some sort of, you know, grouping, uh, and that that becomes a, a form of identity uh, as well? Of course, uh, you know, set again social hierarchies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but in my mind, uh, I feel like these kind of social hierarchies, in many ways, are inevitable. Uh, they cannot be avoided, but of course, if we can make certain soft ways to ameliorate it, uh, I wouldn't immediately object with that mm. either. So that's my two cents about that. Okay. Mm. I think um, uh, because the discussion is uh, getting very interesting, uh, but I would like to add some a little light sort of things into it. So. Uh, since Noman, he came. Why did he something about me? better. He's just sitting silent, so I thought to move the discussion towards him. Okay, so cut. Uh, so I'm going to move. Going to ask. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to um, ask Noman hmm. because since he arrived um, here, it's been like one year now. Yeah. Um, and uh, because uh, how do you feel that coming from uh, culture of Pakistan hmm. and culture of uh, Finland, yeah. have you feel any 
cultural differences or social differences yeah obviously there's a huge difference in uh, so if we compare the culture of pakistan with india so there's a like great difference for instance in pakistan we are very communal hmm. we want to meet and greet and we are very social yeah. on the contrary in here in finland yeah. people are quite reserved but having said that i feel pretty good here uh, as i made so many friends here hmm. so it's not if you compare the friendship between people in pakistan and hmm. in finland it's like apart 180 degrees apart so hmm. so you have to adjust you have to make your peace with the differences so mm. if you make your peace then it's fine for you mm. so at the end of the day it depends on you how you mm. try to integrate here mm. so same on my but could you you know educate you, us because this is very interesting you you you're painting a picture of you know these 180 degree differences yeah and yet you somehow have a success story so how did you how was this so if you stick to uh your behavior in pakistan then you won't going to succeed here so you have to analyze how things are working here so you need to see how people are communi- communicating here how the trends are here so then you need to integrate those trends into yourself yeah so, but could you give us more something specific that you you believe you changed and this is you know this happened and this is awesome yeah so like when i was in pakistan yeah. so the friendships there like i used to go to my friend's place and without even asking them or anything okay so you know the deal there yeah. right so you just go there ring the bell or you just call them and come outside and stuff like that yeah. but in here it's not the same so for instance initially you have to wait right so i doesn't just go to someone and start talking and let's meet up and stuff like that so okay. so you just start slow yeah. and eventually you make that uh, synergy or camaraderie with that particular person yeah. and like for instance in pakistan you you have that connection like if we say in 5 days but in here you it will be like 20 days 30 days maybe 2 months so it depends on the person at oh, the yeah. end of the day so it depends on you how you analyze the situation oh. and you get that vibe you get that feel when it's right time to go to the second place i say when you invite them to your place or you go to their place so it takes time and there's not fixed formula there's no fixed equation that oh, okay after 20 days this guy will be my friend or this so, guy you no know one, okay so so no one what you're saying is that it takes you 5 days to go to second base in pakistan yeah that's, that's, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay so we um because uh, most of the audience we have is check, from pakistan check, take this <laughs> <laughs> so uh because we most uh, most of the audience we have is from pakistan so uh and also the pakistani community in finland so you guys is a living example of a good friendship between a foreigner and a finnish native person um there are many people who think uh, a person a finnish person is hard to approach and it's hard to make a uh to be a friend with a finnish person so what do you guys think what like was the I most said, it depends on the person hmm. so it's so, really rare to find a person like simo yeah who is always up for something adventure is and it? it depends what you guys have in common as well mm. that's the basic thing yeah, so uh, 
And can we can we have Simu's opinion on yeah, this as well? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, we hear you making a difference, making yeah. a change into yeah. how you no, would approach no, people. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right? And you know, being more patient with yeah. okay, you know, yeah. sort of expectation. Yeah. Uh, how about you? You making friends with Finns and then having someone from Pakistan come over who's more different? Um, if you want a precise answer, it will not take a while. But no. I'll bite. <laughs> so. Um, it's again related a little bit to my personal spiritual reawakening, okay. along with early acclimatization with uh, foreign people. Uh, most basic example is Furkan. Yeah. When I used to uh, exercise in the gym, uh, there was this uh, other exchange student working out there constantly, and we began to ex- exchange. Uh, it, it's always slow. Be it Finnish people or foreign people, okay. uh, usually in the gym, uh, you meet constantly strangers and with uh, little interaction opportunities. Oh, we don't have that. We don't nod here. We yeah. can thank you. Uh, day by day, you start a little longer and longer conversations, and suddenly you will speak with each other two hours straight. Okay. Mm. And once I saw Newman interacting with Furkan, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of got an idea that this may be kind of a similar kind of dude. And with my uh, personal development in morality, I also developed that constant, be constantly helping people. Uh, always be ready to help people. And as I remember, was it the Byron from this course where Newman didn't have a little problem. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. even got that interview today with this Byron from this courses and with this coding problems. Yeah, so yeah. I, I like to help him. I like to help people in general. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that was the. It's always a slow development. Okay. And because even with Newman, uh, there was always a little bit of uh, doubt in myself. That, uh, is this a really a swell guy? But it's always uh, conclusions develop slowly over time. Okay. Okay. Uh, is this a good guy? This may be a good guy. Okay, this is all right, guys. <laughs> How do you define a foreigner being a good guy? That's a really good question. Uh, for Finnish people, yeah, uh, one of the most important things, are, well, most important thing is trust. Mm-hmm. And trust is not something that you get just like that. It mm. takes time. Mm. And... When you talk about there with these uh, Pakistani friendships that uh, form very quickly, uh, I have a little doubt in me uh, how superficial are they then? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, like people tend to be warm, of course, but uh, like passionate relationships, they burn out quickly. And okay. could could it be something like that? So my answer to that would be. There is definitely a degree of superficiality because there has to be five mm. days is too less. <clears throat> But I think we are more open to be vulnerable mm. towards people, and I think it's very difficult, well, in my experience, you know, to sort of break the hard shell of a Finnish person. It takes mm. a lot of time to prove to that person that you're trustworthy. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting because uh, this is very in- interesting aspect. We we can actually bring maybe certain evolutionary aspects okay. into this uh, evolutionary psychology. As you can see, that uh, Finnish people over the course of history have lived very sparsely. Absolutely. Maybe village communities, but still, again, in their own um, 
family units and relatively not that much uh, interaction with, with each other compared to like some uh, southern Asia where population density is so much higher you have also have to have so much more toleration of yeah, people absolutely. but again if you want to have this good uh, village co cooperation that everyone knows each other there is the necessi necessity that everyone knows you you have to be a straight up guy Okay. And you have to develop that trust with people. And because uh, you rarely meet people, you also, there is the trust that develops slowly and you are less open. That could be one example. I don't say that this is the ultimate explanation, but one perspective. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if you're trying to explain Pakistan, then maybe it's because there's so much self, there's so much reliance on the other person, mm. because obviously the government and the state, they're not as you know efficient in working and helping you out. That you know you're more open to receiving help. You're more yeah. open to being open and saying that okay, this is where I need your help. And the other person also knows that okay, if I help him out with this, you know, he or she they they help me out with something else. So we're we're more open to that. Um, but but you know, I, I recently this is uh, this is interesting that we're talking about this. Um, a, a friend of mine, he's Finnish, and uh, he. He's been hanging out with me constantly for the last two years, and and you know he just he just finds it and he just stays over and he's like, yeah. and and I've I've really understood him as a very close friend of mine, yeah. Yeah. But then the other day when I was talking to him, and you know we were just a bunch of people, and it just you know happened to be that we were talking about close friends, right? And uh, I was you know they asked him, okay, so how about you know we do how do you have close friends and everything. And I, I would I would admit that I was sort of expecting that he will talk about me as well. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. But he he spoke about his friend from school, who he basically meets once a year. But ah. still, his definition of a good or close friend is that person who has been with them uh, since his school times. And now I sort of make sense. Uh, of what of, of his answer through what you were saying mm. that he has spent all that time developing that trust mm. and somehow I st I, uh, if uh, about me and him we still have to go a long way for him to sort of develop that trust even though for me it's been like of course man what are you talking mm. about you know we're supposed to be okay awesome uh, actually I do a very agree with quite a lot because if we started talking about my close friends uh, no offense to you Newman but yeah. I will immediately start talking about this one friend of mine that I've known since uh, when I was four years old yeah and that I meet like maybe uh, one in a two months right? yeah 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 but but isn't this interesting because again it, it this shows how you know we have very different definitions of friendship, right? Exactly. Because for me, my my friendship would be someone I can hang I'm hanging out with and all that, right? But for a fan, it seems that it's more about this one person who I can absolutely trust, trust and yeah. to earn that trust, it's gonna take a long way. Exactly. Long yeah. You know what? Uh, what I heard uh, from my classmates uh, in the masters, they said if you want to be a friend with a Finnish person then get in their trust circle. This might take time, but once you are in their trust circle, once the ice is broken, they will be like really, really good friends. Yeah. yeah. So I guess uh, from all the definitions that you guys are telling, uh, I can extract that this is true statement. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 yeah, it's all this. But, but it's a two-way street, I guess. But, yeah. but what's, what's the definition of trust? Trust. Uh, 
Again, it goes to say the things that you can feel, but it's very difficult. Okay, yeah. maybe. Uh, but uh, you know that uh, Finnish people usually tend to be very poignant. Mm-hmm. Uh, always in time, the schedule has to be at this time that we arrive. Uh, that is uh, one very superficial. But then uh, trusting to maybe loan something, help with something, being there uh, when the times are tough. Uh, those are some of the uh, cum- cumulated things yeah. uh, that uh, a friend that doesn't leave you out in the cold. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Can, can I say something about that? Yeah, sure. Please. Because I, I, I love that you said that, but, but my experience has been so different. Because I've, I've tried to engage with all of these things, right? You know, if someone needs any help, I, uh, I help them out. Someone is in a bad spot, okay, come over, let's talk about it, and let's, you know, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Because I think these are maybe universal benchmarks of you know, trust and yeah. you know, people you can rely on and everything. But when I've done this, my Finnish friends have received it in sort of a transactional term where they've said, for example, that uh, I was, yeah, so I, I, I had a Finnish friend, he was moving and I helped him out because well, I was free and you know, he, had, he needs some help so I went up, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But then after that, you know, several months afterwards, and I, I, I was going to Helsinki and I had to have something picked up uh, from someplace. And he, he was living right, right next to that building. I was like, dude, you know, you live right next to that building. Can you pick that up? And his, his, his message, it just stuck, you know, it stays with me even today. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll pick it up because, you know, you helped me out last time. So, you yeah. know, okay, now I will help you out as well. Exactly. And I was actually hurt on that. I was like, you know, it shouldn't be transactional, you know. It shouldn't yeah. be like, you know, a barter system. It's like, let's exactly. do it because you're my friend. Help is not That's the difference with what you feel between the friendship in Pakistan and Maybe. here. Yeah. 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 I, I have slightly different experience. I uh, Like in have, Pakistan, uh, you don't feel like you owe someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's blasphemous that you would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a slightly different experience. Like... Mm, my friends they have helped me without any offering from my side help mm-hmm. um, and uh, I felt that there is no sort of barter trade going on between me and them so I have slightly different experience uh, so I, I think the, these stereotypes about the Finnish societies um, they might be true to some extent but mm-hmm. there are some major ex- exceptions as well so it's not always that yeah, a Finnish person you generalize yeah. of course I mean this is not generalizing but yeah. I think this is also about trying to understand how a society works exactly. how people are individual mm. over yeah. here mm. and it is uh, it is I mean you go out for drinks and you know you can sort of see that everyone's in their own yeah. bubble yeah. Uh, I invite people over for food and I I can see that there's this pressure building up where okay now I have to sort of also invite them over for yeah. Uh, yeah. food as well so this is how society works and I think we and the only reason why we have a different way of thinking about it is because our society works that way exactly. it's not about right or wrong it's yeah. just about this is what we know is true mm. and this is what a Finnish person knows is true Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that is a um, quite interesting point because um, there is certain very materialistic, materialistic mindset mm-hmm. in Finnish people, a very calculative and uh, certain way constant quid pro quo uh, yeah, yeah. has to be. Um, especially when you think about the current welfare system, when you go to the governmental and societal level, that you have received welfare, that means that you are racked and you had to go out and work. Yeah, yeah. so that you get pay taxes and be a benefit for the society yeah, yeah. so 
and very materialistic and calculating. So when I was uh, reorienting myself for helping people, I had to recondition myself about don't help people because you get some benefit for yourself out of this later, but yeah, yeah. out of virtue that exactly. you want to help. It should be unconditional. Mm. So I think um, uh, it may be a little bit more prevalent perhaps in Finnish people these days this more calculated way of thinking because it's now in this uh, more consumer culture way of thinking as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it might vary in Finnish people depending upon the place where they are from, like the South Absolutely. people? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's their topic. <laughs> people, uh, I think when it comes to culture, mentality and politics, yeah. there is significant Uh, geographic differences. Mm-hmm. People in the countryside compared to cities, there, I believe there is always a stark difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, in many countries I see that these two uh, uh, geographies create these uh, strong juxtapositions that are many times create these constant strong political arguments all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting mm-hmm. in some right. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting discussion. Um, I think my next question is, uh, what? Uh, okay, so I have two questions, uh, but I I think I should not prioritize because each of the question has its own value. So uh, I think first question I would like to ask is, what do you think are the barriers from your side when do you think there is in social integration? Mm-hmm. Along the trust thing, what are the other factors that you would count as barriers being friend with the person from other nationality? And also, mm-hmm. uh, do those barriers apply when you are thinking to be in um, a good, in a close circle with a Finnish person as well? Uh, well, that uh, comes again back to that ethnicity because there is these two aspects of positive and negative ethnocentrism. Mm-hmm. But positive ethnocentrism is more like uh, I am very positive around my own and that those people that I consider my own. Mm-hmm. And then the negative ethnocentrism that I tend to shun those that I don't consider my own of my own ethnicity. So that could be one little barrier aspect and that again goes to the trust and the slow formation of trust. Mm. And because I know that Pakistani people tend to be very warm and very approachable, or they uh, themselves approach maybe Finnish people, but uh, maybe Finnish people could feel that this is a little bit too intrusive mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So um, these two points uh, first came up in my mind. Negative mm. ethnocentrism and maybe a little bit this feeling of intrusiveness. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, Asun Qureshi, what do you think, uh, what barriers are there for the social integration? What barriers do we have for social integration? Or what barriers did you personally feel in your last five or six years of stay in Finland? I think I've... I've I think the Finnish bubble I've I've tried to be extremely optimistic about this for several mm. years now, and I mm. keep coming back to this, that the Finnish bubble is just extremely difficult to penetrate. Um, they, you want to develop some deep forms of relationship with them, but 
just doesn't seem to work out. And, you know, I can empathize with the intrusion thing that you're talking about. But then that's the problem, right? I mean, if, if you're... I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of complicated because uh, when two people are engaging, they're engaging with different conceptions and different motivations. Mm. Uh, and if I, in a certain engagement, wanted to become more deeper, and the other person is not even thinking about it because they're perfectly fine with it. Mm. I, I haven't found, when I've been in such instances, that the Finnish person has been ready to also compromise. Mm. So, for example, if I want to become... Uh, I mean, this is just, again, a, a, a hypothetical yeah. thing, right? If, if I want to become someone's friend, and my definition of friend is that I need to meet them every day, seven days a week, at their home, I haven't been in situations where the Finnish person who would who would maybe want it zero mm. and he and I we can sort of negotiate and come to three or four. For me it's always been that I have to either let go of my idea, let go of my expectation, or just you know keep looking because apparently there's someone out there, some Finnish persons or Finnish crowd out there who would be ready for some form of negotiation. And I've been engaging with this for like several years now, several years. Mm. And there's always a a form of roadblock that makes me then turn back and maybe just, you know, look elsewhere. Mm. Okay, that's good. I have completely opposite experience. Interesting. Yeah. So I am surprised that you haven't found anyone. Maybe again, it's the geographical thing we're talking about. For instance, in this part of Finland, people are much more uh, social. So not social. Ready to be social. Mm, what's the right willingness word? to expose? Themselves. Yeah, some willingness kind of that. to and expose to the foreign culture, uh, foreign foreigners, or well, my experience when uh, Fergan actually first time uh, introduced me to Newman, and then the first time when actually came to his apartment, smoked some shisha, I was actually first very worried because again, this is a, I was passing my comfortable zone, uh, yeah. stepping into the unknown exactly. with foreign people that I don't uh, necessarily don't know and necessarily don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is the one aspect of people may be unwilling to expose themselves, mm-hmm. uh, being a little bit afraid to expose themselves mm-hmm. because there is again, always that risk of the unknown. And Finnish people, in general, in many ways, tend to be very uh, uh, jumpy and easily scared of the unknown. And I'm not here saying that that is uh, necessarily a bad thing, but it is uh, one characteristic that I actually can recognize in myself, and perhaps a little bit uh, extrapolate into other Finnish people as well. Mm. But but don't you think that's that's problematic, because then... Isn't it sort of assuming the absolute worst? Yes, it is. Mm. And then that's obviously unfair to the other person, right? Uh, you could say. Uh, well, here we go back at the, uh, to the question that... Uh, well, your whole set is coming down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 about the conception oh, yes, of so fairness and uh, actually the... Medium budget size set. So if we 
take a little step back uh, from the moral aspect and think about the uh, idea of fairness because you can be as fair as po- possible and possibly you can be dead. Uh, of course, I didn't expect that I would die when I go to yeah. visit Numa, but there's this uh, primordial feeling inside of me. What, what, what if everything goes wrong and I get to see <laughs> in the unknown? And this uh, very primordial feeling that uh, you kind of feel that maybe it is quite more prevalent in Finnish culture as well. Is it primordial or is it more socially ingrained to you? Yeah, but then it comes to the question that is it just uh, this... Um, social construct or is it more of a evolutionary thing and think about maybe this uh, it is a little bit of a biological aspect of, that is enriched in Finnish society could it be that's one interesting question yeah I mean that's something that you know we can think about mm? yeah mm. but maybe uh, if you uh, kind of <clears throat> want to introduce yourself to Finnish people maybe you have to be Quite a tactician. Yeah. Caution the introduction and strategize that at uh, the time intervals and maybe yeah. a little bit shorter time, slow. Slow. shorter time, yeah. shorter time. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's the thing, right? I mean, so this is recently happened, and mm-hmm. this is just basically ongoing. These, these are my colleagues. They've been with me for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teachers first, now colleagues, and uh, I recently actually spoke to them about this as well. Uh, you know, it, it's. It doesn't go beyond just meeting someone at the coffee room, and over there you get to exchange a couple of sentences, mm-hmm. and that's it. Or you go out for lunch maybe once in two or three months, you know, mm-hmm. as a group, and let's have a lunch together. But it doesn't go beyond that. It doesn't go, uh, you know, because uh, okay, I I would hear uh, my colleague, you know, would uh, he or she they would talk to me on Monday. Ah, Sunday was so difficult, you know, I was all alone, I need, you know, I had to move all of this, you know, yeah. I had to do this. And they it didn't come to them that, okay, just you throw a message and maybe someone's free and they'll help you out or whatever. Mm. So, and this this brings us back to the different definitions of maybe friendship or or different expectations of how and when I or someone else is worthy enough to be trusted mm. comes in. And I think for me, it's 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 been just like a constant thing, you know, where, where I I have to just keep changing it and keep and then this time you know, I really got, uh, I sort of got angry this time, you know, because uh, and and then eventually when we started talking about this, mm-hmm. I had my Finnish colleagues themselves also express this, that they also seem to be uh, feeling that just you know we're just stuck somewhere. We're not going beyond that, you know. There's some sort of power dynamics. There's some sort of hierarchy. There's some there's some sort of rules that you know stop us from becoming more, you know, more more like a well knit group, and nobody really knows what that is. Mm. Uh, that's maybe one aspect that we necessarily cannot explain, but we can feel. Okay. Yeah, that that can be then um, very difficult to dissect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, but when it comes to my relationship with Newman, it's more like um, well, I have been a little bit, always a little bit outsider in Finnish um, uh, circles as well, mm-hmm. and that's the uh, because my bad tendency to think too much in depth into things and very openly talk about them, especially yeah. the topics that are very taboo. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have this very, again, perverse tendency to <clears throat> uh, provoke certain people and the tendency because, you know, women tend to be very conscious about their uh, rights and whatnot. And I like to sometimes poke a little fun around it. Yeah, yeah. But that always uh, <clears throat> shuts me a little bit out after yeah. I finish the circus because <laughs> I don't talk about uh, more nice things nicely and superficially and I tend to go a little bit too in-depth. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to Numa, Numa is a little bit outside and I uh, sometimes can very openly speak my mind to him. Ah, that's interesting. That he is outside of these circles and I can impart my own ideas and experiences onto him. And sometimes, uh, last time we met, I spent a little bit too much time just going off tangents about these things. Exactly, we just spoke for like four hours, just sitting straight four hours, no use of cell phone, no TV, no anything wow. else. We were just talking, talking, talking. Mm. And we were superimposing each other, each other's See, ideas. That's so, yeah. in, in this case, because you said that he's an outsider, do you get... Is it is it more about Noman being more receptive or a better audience or is it about you feeling a new degree of freedom to express yourself? There is a little bit that uh, little bit degree of freedom because Noman isn't the only person that I open uh, mind to. Uh, he's uh, very uh, openly uh, ready to receive everything that I'm Mm-hmm. willing to impart on him. And maybe sometimes I'm a little bit annoyed that he isn't con- uh, objecting to a certain of my yeah. certain beliefs because okay. uh, I like a little bit spicy conversations as well. <laughs> 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 but uh, I also experience many Finnish people get very angry like uh, banging their fist on the table and yelling at me for expressing my viewpoints okay. and okay. whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it has its own importance there as well. Okay. Mm. Interesting. But uh, because Finnish people are also uh, stuck in certain axioms, mindsets, that uh, I feel a little bit repressive in their own openness to accept oh, yeah, ideas. Absolutely. And I think these ideas are not inherently Finnish either, but yeah. they are more like these many very secular mindsets. Exactly. The yeah. secular mindsets are always about openness, and I, uh, my many ideas are very openly against many more uh, modernistic or postmodernistic ideals okay. yeah. and then they get very angry but when it comes to Newman that I share with this that uh, he is very accepting and not very that judgmental either yeah so okay. that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. very interesting that I can uh, be more open with foreigner than uh, this open-minded Finnish individual yeah so, yeah <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard this so many times before <laughs> Really oh, yeah, I have, yeah. So there are very certain, very strong established taboos in yeah. society. Yeah. Do you think that Finnish society mm-hmm. or Finnish culture has changed you over the time period that you have lived in Finland? To some extent, are you? Do, have you adopted some things uh, different from the Pakistani culture? Uh, or have you adapted some things that some things that are good in Finnish culture, or your mind state has changed to some extent because of the culture in which you are living? Do you think so? I think it's again extremely complicated. It's it. I think I came to this country at a very interesting age mentally, mm-hmm. where I wasn't insecure about who I was. 
and that allowed me to be more conscious about the things that I wanted to carry forward and the things that I didn't want to carry forward from the reality that I knew was the reality back at home. Uh, so my engagement with the Finnish environment, it basically nudged me to better prioritize the things that were important to me mm-hmm. uh, that I definitely found similar across the two countries. Things that were the same, yes, but they were being done better here in Finland. So I stuck to that and learned or educated or trained myself to the Finnish way of doing it. Uh, while simultaneously it also really reminded me of things that I that were really important to me and mm-hmm. things that were extremely opposite to what I saw there and existed here. And the sort of world that I wanted to live in, I ended up growing more closer to things back at home. Just to not be... Just because now I could see that, okay, if that's not the case, this is the case. And this is not where I want to be. So I'll just go back with that. So I would say, yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's I, I wouldn't say that I've, I've adopted anything Finnish hmm. in, in, this, uh, in this time that I've lived here. But, uh, but I think I, I'm, I'm lying because I wouldn't... Lying and not lying because, again, it, it's not Finnish... And it's not Pakistani, but it's a new thing. It's a new form. Synthesis, kind a of synthesis, a hybrid, a yeah, combination, a hybrid, a mutant, and that has been something that I've given birth to and I'm living with. You know, that's very interesting. What do that's actually uh, something because I'm I'm constantly have been thinking about this uh, Finnishness and Finnish identity, and one thing that I have started thinking very feel very important to me is. Uh, <clears throat> Prote- protecting a certain um, uh, Finnish ways of life and identity and ethnicity and the current political and cultural climate uh, I feel is a big threat to it because if anyone can be Finnish then eventually no one is mm. that, that's where it scares me and it's not bad only for the Finnish people but also those people that come into Finland that they are forced into this synthetic idea of Finnishness oh, yeah? Yeah. that you just wave the flag and sing the national anthem and that's it, you're Finnish I mean, it's mm-hmm. absurd, so one of our courses on integration strongly advised us do not hug the Finns, they hate it and my five years I've met so many Finns who just love getting hugs man So I think it's exactly what you said. Even, even, uh, even I would like to add something here. I think for this, for the guys, uh, I think there there is a barrier. If you hug them, if uh, they will feel that there is some sort of you know homosexual feelings. So they were they were very prone to uh, like um, uh, hugging you. Oh, in a friendly way. When mm. I have worked with the associations and where there were a lot of Finnish people and uh, they were meeting uh, like a uh, very different way and I was uh, surprised to see that okay, Finnish people meet like no, this I'm as sorry. well. Is, is it homosexuality or is it is it more like you're not you're, you're supposed to be more manly and not be this expressive? Um, well, yeah, of course, yeah. there is a certain Finnish macho culture as well. Yeah. But I think... Um, Uh, there are many other ways to establish a physical contact with Finnish people, and it always is a handshake. But even handshake can carry very 
quite a lot of meaning. Give it a firm handshake, direct eye size, even tap on the shoulder can mean very much. Do you guys like the Trump way of handshake? <laughs> we may like it a little bit too much as well. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but uh, uh, even uh, eye contact, yeah. uh, handshake, um, yeah. Finnish people always have a little bit this tendency for direct eye contact as well. But, but, but my, my point of that was that, as you said, there's people who vary, even within the friends, yeah. who have yeah. different openness to being hugged mm. but by teaching the the new people you know to who are integrating this one type of fin you're also mm. imposing it onto the the other defense mm. that yeah. you know okay this is what a true fin is so if you're open to hugs you know this is not what i was what i was taught so yeah you know, with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's something that you just have to a uh, little bit uh, try and feel exactly uh, yeah. try yeah. out yeah. Uh, yeah. how do you say like trial and error yeah, yeah. learn yeah. learn with you know just yeah. experiences yeah. yeah 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 so uh <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not think, I'm thinking of any other question. Yeah, okay. So one question that I always been thinking to ask from a Finnish person. Uh, so the Finnish kids are very very cute. So, but people told me that if you uh, if you are going in a grocery store, for example in Pakistan, if we feel that uh, if a kid is very cute, we'll go to them and uh, you know um, touch their. Uh, cheeks and uh, yeah pinch yeah. their cheeks so but we are quite uh, when we see a finnish cute child we are quite afraid to go and touch them because uh, their parents are maybe very possessive about it and we have been told this that never go near a finnish child i can imagine that so that they is if, it so? if you're a parent and you can yeah. see some foreign person kind of pinching your child's cheek that you're Heart skips a beat, like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is what we just spoke about, mm. right? And because, again, assuming that the other person is a predator, mm. the absolute worst, yeah. is problematic. Assuming that, you know, this guy, this random guy who's petting your dog is feeding him or feeding it something poisonous. Yeah. I, I understand the caution behind it. Mm. I understand, and this is what we were speaking on before as well, that prevention is better than, you know, cure or whatever, right? But assuming the absolute worst of someone beforehand, doesn't that increase untrust and, you know, all of these feelings of angst and antagonism amongst the society? Yes, it can. And maybe one of the best examples of this distrust that has developed over time is a certain subpopulation that has been in Finland for about 500 years, and it is the Roma people, mm-hmm. uh, Romanialized. Yeah. And they are these kind of people that uh, have a certain cultural tendency to do petty crime and be usually a little bit of general losers. Um, uh, there are certain uh, good people in there, but there has this uh, established stereotype. And I don't want to sound very racist, but again, for good reason, it has been established over time. Um, But I think that best way to establish that goodwill and trust is it will be it will take very long. Okay, it, will. it will be a very hard process. 
And in this uh, current age where this is this very synthetic integration, that may, I see that many Finnish people that always say that I love foreign people, I, I see that they say that just to signaling very superficially, and they don't really believe in what they say. Uh, I think that when it comes to forming friendships, it has to be genuine. It has to be meaningful. Otherwise, it will cause problems in long term. Yeah, but we've already mm -hmm. we've already reached this point yeah. where there seems to be a problem and incongruity of definitions of mm -hmm. how you prove your friendship, mm -hmm. loyalty to someone, how they're ready to receive it, yes or no. And what is the definition of that? So so what so that's that's I mean the problem stays. Yeah. I mean because we're both talking the same thing. Yeah. But there seems to be a different definition of criteria and timeline of things. And how and, and the only way out is obviously that you know both of us we have to meet somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. But this somewhere in between, is this really happening? And I think this well in my experience, of course it's a very sub <laughs> Do you need sponsors? It's very subjective, but for me, I've struggled with you know finding this this median ground somewhere yeah. in the middle. Do you think that it will make a difference if, for example, if you are a Finnish, you are going to a grocery store and you find a Finnish child very cute, and he or she is with her. Uh, his or her parents, and uh, you will approach the Finnish child and tap his uh, cheeks, or uh, never? Absolutely not. Uh, I learned to kind of uh, admire things at fall. I, I like to look at the well-behaving little kids, they are always look cute. But I never go up to them and uh, pinch their cheek away. Yeah. So it's not a part of the Finnish culture, maybe? Uh, it's not even, like, celebrated in the Finnish culture, because it's quite common in Pakistan. Yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, that, that's the thing that, uh, and because I've been, I've, I've had these conversations, yeah. you know, mm. you know, thinking about what the parent is thinking or what the pet owner is thinking, and mm. that's the instant thing. Mm. That it's the, it might be the absolute worst. Mm. Yeah. And I think for us, which is also not very healthy, in Pakistan, we have too much faith and trust that it's not that. And yes, it has to be somewhere in between. But I think, I, I find this very, and you know, I think this is what Hassan's trying to express as well. That this is this is our love language, or this is the way we express ourselves. Yeah. And okay, they are such a cute baby and blah, blah, blah. And we feel frustrated and constrained on not being able to express that. So I think that there's a feeling of maybe hurt too, you know, if, yeah. if all Hassan wants is, you know, wants to, you know, you know yeah. tell the parent that you know, they have a very cute child and they're thinking that he's, a, he's probably a predator. And that's a very interesting thing because um, there are many examples of these immigrants that are openly hostile against Finnish people and Finnish culture. Mm. And of course there is that reason because they feel that the Finnish culture is hostile against them. Yeah, yeah. Because that is the uh, initial, maybe perhaps even natural distrust that is to a foreigners. Mm -hmm. But then, because uh, Finnish people then perceive this open hostility against us, then it reinforces. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, but again, one thing that I think is uh, not very optimal is again that when immigrants come, uh, we as well with them that, okay, they need to shut up, get some training, and go to work. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think in our culture, there's a uh, we have a prerequisite trust 
in someone we call it husnezan that that person must be a good person maybe it's religious or something that we believe that the other person we do not know any, no anything about it but still we have that Is certain degree instant? of this uh, husnezan or yeah I, I think but in here is taught you because yeah exactly because because we're very very grown we're very nurtured to believe that everyone is good yeah and that you know be optimistic and i i can understand it over here it's the opposite that's interesting optimistic because finnish people tend to be very pessimistic exactly yeah exactly. even i am very pessimistic yeah yeah exactly mm. and that's that's one of the things yeah mm. maybe it's a lack of light <laughs> i love it. i love this so so i i Asan, do I have permission to talk about no, it? Sure, yeah? please go it's, ahead. It's so funny. Um, I've been told by fans that yeah. uh, in winter, if uh, no, uh, in winter, if you walk across a bar that has a terrace, you see fans being stereotypically fans. So they just on my beer and you know not looking here and there, blah blah blah. Can you move forward? Oh, sorry. Do you want me to be? Maybe? No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> So so they won't interact with you, yeah. Yeah. But apparently in the summer, there's this this I don't know. It's maybe another dimension uh, of this world, yeah. where there's these fans who would be sitting in the bar, you know, the terraces of the bars, and yeah. they'll see you walk across you and they'll smile at you and they'll wave at you, or when you'll be in the bus, you know, they'll come and sit with you, smile at you, and talk to you. I'm like, True. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I've 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 seen so many summers here. Yeah. people don't change so exactly. i so, so i don't know so this is interesting right because most of the fans maybe maybe it's 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 a way to understand justify rationalize mm. this way of living mm. that let's put it on the weather and that's again th- there's nothing wrong with that we all of us we live in our delusions we have our hopes and optimism which mm-hmm. are based on just fantasies but it, it it but it helps us make sense of the world or our behaviors or the way we live and this is what i've always been you know i've been hearing from these you know from my interaction with friends right and it's the weather it's the cold that's what makes you you know feel this yeah. and and i i've realized that i i don't change in the winter i mean uh, even though if it's dark or whatever uh i'll have a nice cup of chai and you know just be laughing you know yeah. on things and everything right so I, i don't really think that the external conditions really make you a different mm. person and then the summer you'll be a different person i don't know i don't know so so this is something that i'm i'm just looking i hope that i can enter that you know different dimension you know <laughs> where the fans would just start smiling at me and you know they'll just wave at me and they'll be like hey Maybe it's the bar itself. Maybe it's the, maybe it's some particular bar. Yeah, I yeah. finally had a beer. Now I can yeah. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, if you want to understand Finnish culture, you uh, even if you may not like it, you have to go understand the alcohol culture as well. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's so interesting. I, I you know he he was. Uh, Uh, the five day thing uh, uh it takes five days to be close to a uh, to a pakistani i think it takes yeah it was completely hypothetical <laughs> one day yeah to get to get to really look into a fan i i wouldn't agree it's two months i would if say he's one drunk. day if he's drunk <laughs> and if he's in the sauna he's gonna bear everything to yeah him. yeah and so, so this is interesting you yeah. know uh 
I I can only be entertaining if I have alcohol in me. I can only be expressive sexually or otherwise if I have some alcohol with me. I can only be vulnerable if I have alcohol in me. Mm. This is dependency on alcohol. You you see that it's the uh, culture and societal aspect that restrict us. Mm. There are these certain um, social and perhaps biological restrictions that we have established in our minds. But that's why you make them understand why we like alcohol so much. Mm-hmm. Get that, that little moment of freedom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Completely. But I think that alcohol, even at times it can be good, but uh, in many times it can be very bad as well. And Newman has experiences of that. Yeah. Certain drunken things attacking him. No, I thought he was um, drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I remember that when we were going to that bar oh, and yeah. that drunk guy started a fight. Yeah, we were going to play pool and there was a guy who was just saying Tupaka, Tupaka. So I knew a little bit of Finnish, so I, I thought he was asking for cigarettes. So I said, no, we don't have cigarettes. And then he was trying to just push him. And yeah. we were moving forward and he was trying to push him. And, yeah, uh, because, my, uh, yeah. And I was being told by someone, by a foreigner friend of mine, by a Pakistani friend, and he said that um, even if you get in sort of uh, fight, or verbal or physical fight, uh, don't try to initiate it. Just try to uh, yeah, elongate it. I was so confused. What should I do? Should I just know? Yeah. So or? I said him, do not do anything, and we rushed towards the bar, and there was a bouncer, and that bouncer took care of. That drunk guy. Yeah. Okay. So we are being told as well that even if you get in a fight, even for self-defense, uh, that should be your very, very, very last choice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do not hit anyone. Uh, you you will get in hot waters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, So yeah, we we feel that do law protect us equally as Finnish citizens? Uh, that's a very difficult question because uh, yeah. uh, I don't have that much knowledge about these court proceedings in related to these cases. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to again Finnish mentality and how we are pessimistic and that negative ethnocentrism, yeah. of course, first the blame game can go yeah. against you before more information is proper. Out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you. I'll put you in a difficult position. I was in a bus the other day, uh-huh. and there was this a guy who was extremely drunk, mm. and he was talking about uh, a football game, and he was really pissed off that they yeah. lost, and he had he had a vacation, and he had to go the next morning. It was Monday, and he was really angry that his vacation was ending with this. Yeah. Yeah. And people were laughing and they were smiling and they were like, look at him, right? But for me, it was an intrusion in the public space. The public space being the bus. Mm. A space where when you're sharing that space, you're not allowed to shout and, you know, just touch people or, you know, just invade their public space as well. But people were fine and open with that. People will find it open with that. Uh, I think we can continue the discussion 
because it's getting very interesting, but the battery is low. <laughs> like you have my, to speed up. Okay. <laughs> like my low budget. So we can just conclude this after you speak it up because it's just... Okay, there. so here's the thing. So people were fine with that intrusion in the public space. Mm. So if we replace that person with someone like me who is speaking his own language and let's make it Arabic, mm-hmm. or he's basically... Uh, drunk in passion for God and mm. he's singing these nods or hums in the public space. Mm. He's also not really doing anything physically, much like the other person. Do you think the friends would react in the same manner if they hear someone singing Arabic? Uh, to be honest, I would feel a little bit disconcerting. Exactly. Mm. And uh, in my experience, even Finnish, drunk Finnish people can be very disconcerting to Finnish people as well. Like in one time in a train, this one drunk Finnish person person started to lecturing uh, me and another acquaintance of mine once while we are returning home from military service. Mm. And he was starting to get very physical in an oh, enclosed wow. space yeah. where he hit us. I think the and when people start laughing, maybe they assess the situ- situation that this guy seen uh, oh, n- not a risk, and they spoke their language. We know this guy, or we can immediately assess that this guy is not an immediate risk. Mm. They start yeah. the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. so I I think we can continue the audio podcast if you guys have because interest. Uh, this discussion is getting very interesting. Uh, but we have to close off our video podcast. So thank you very much, Simu. And thank you very much, Essen, for joining us for our very first podcast. And me and my co-host, Naman. Uh, <laughs> co-host, Naman. <laughs> he's sleeping.